Alive and Kicking with Claire McKenna on News Talk. Now, Fiona Brennan is a clinical hypnotherapist and best-selling author. She's on a mission to make therapy more accessible through her online courses, her live events, her books. And she's also featuring on this show once a month to answer your emailed issues. If you have something going on in your life that you would like some advice on, you can anonymously email aliveandkicking at newstalk.com. And as we said last month when we launched this with Fiona, if you email something in, chances are, there are going to be so many people listening who are going through something very similar. So not only will you get help from your email, but you'll also be helping others. So that email address is aliveandkicking at newstalk.com. And Fiona Brennan joins me in studio now. Fiona, Fiona, you're very welcome back. Thanks a million, Claire. So happy to be here as always. How has your month been? It's been really good. Um, I would say I found myself more emotional this month, um, which can be quite illuminating. Um, and when I say emotional, I mean both positive and and more challenging. I don't even like to say negative because I think it's important we don't judge our emotions in, in that sense. So um, I've been really just allowing myself to, to kind of go with it. And it's very very liberating, you know, the ability to be able to to just witness and observe and allow emotion to be there. But then again, without being completely consumed by it. So I can still do everything I need to do, my work, my, you know, my life, looking after my family, etc., all of the things. Um, but that's a, a key point that I, I, I work with with my clients is, is that ability to be agile with our emotions, to be flexible with them, to allow them to to be there without trying to control them. And then at the same time, and it's such a fine art, to be honest, Claire, it's like you're not trying to control them, but you're also not being controlled by them. And that's something that, you know, comes from a lot of, of self-love, self-care, self-compassion, experience um, and acknowledging progress within oneself. That's also another really important thing to do for positive mental health, to to be able to say, yeah, you know, there was a time where I would have just been swept away by this. It would have been pervasive. It might have led into conflict with family or stress. And now it's just something that almost like the sea, you know, that it's it can be wavy one day and it can be calm the next. And it's all it's all okay. It's all part of being human. And it's great to hear you say that because people will think, you know, oh, Fiona's got it all together. And I mean, of course, you do have the tools and the skill set and know yourself and have done a lot of work in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not all roses. There's ups, there's downs, there's ins, there's outs. And that is part of being human. So even though you live a very conscious life, you do work that you're really passionate about, you have a beautiful family life. And I, I noticed you do a lot of travel and, you know, there are things that you think I wouldn't, I'd like to do that. And you just go and, and make them happen. But it doesn't mean that you don't also experience a myriad of emotions along the way. Of course, absolutely. And, you know, I think we've got to be careful with that, don't we? You know, especially with Instagram and social media and all of that, you know, this idea of conveying perfection, because it's when people put pressure on themselves to to either have the perfect life, which of course we know doesn't exist, um, that it creates the very thing that they don't want. And that is anxiety, um, 
that is, you know, all of these toxic behaviours such as comparison, envy, etc. And really, the ultimate liberation is is to be at peace and at ease with yourself. You know, that's just, you know, for me, that's the greatest success of all. <laughs> you mentioned another emotion there a moment ago, self-compassion. Um, mm. And that's something you're focusing in on, on your your new course that's launching today. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, I'm unlocking the um, secrets, if you like, of self-compassion. It's a live online training course. So I love to actually work with people in the moment, if you like, rather than a a pre-record. And essentially, it's based on the work of Kristen Neff, who is an international, um, who is really the global leader in in self-compassion. So I'll be taking a lot of her principles and teaching people how to implement them into their daily lives. What I've seen over my own experience, my extensive clinical experience, is that cultivating self-compassion is so fundamental. It's something that doesn't come naturally or easily to most of us because we tend to, as soon as we feel something uncomfortable, as soon as we make a mistake, as soon as we feel overwhelmed, tired, exhausted, that's when we actually need the compassion. And compassion simply means the ability to offer kindness to ourselves the way that we would to a friend. And that's when we tend to deprive ourselves of it. That's when we tend to be harder on ourselves. We tend to be critical. And what I have noticed with people and, you know, my clients over the years who've who've made really good progress is that they, they become highly skilled at offering compassion to their to themselves. And it's a little bit like self-love, you know, that when we're in that place of, of really unconditional love towards ourself, we're in a really strong place to offer it to others. So the world becomes more compassionate and we need a compassionate world uh, when we practice it first to ourselves so that we have it there. It's like a resource. It's like money in the bank, you know, that you have it there and you're able then to extend it out to to the people you love, to everyone around you benefits from it. Yeah. And I think sometimes people think it's a really nice notion, but not something they have time for. But I don't think they realise the impact of not having self-compassion with yourself is having or that negative self-talk and that constantly berating yourself that sometimes you don't even notice you're doing it. I remember it was one of the women's magazines and they got the journalist to have one of those little clickers, you know, to count people and she had to hit it every time she had a negative thought. And it was well up into the hundreds. We have like 70,000 thoughts a day and it's Mm -hmm. thought that the majority of them are going to be negative. So yeah, to grab control, throw a bit more self-compassion in there can only be a good thing. I want to get to our email from our listener. Um, And again, if you want to send one in, it's alive and kicking at newstalk.com. And they say, is it possible to recover from chronic anxiety completely? I ask because I first felt chronic anxiety in about 2020. I was age 40 during the COVID lockdown when my second child was about eight months old. Prior to that, the only anxiety I had was being slightly worried prior to maybe a job interview or a presentation, etc. Since 2020, I've had three bouts of prolonged anxiety. I recovered each time with therapy. However, I wonder, is it possible to recover completely in the long term with work and self-growth or am I doomed to have bouts until I reach old age? Nobody wants to give me an answer on this and doctors tell me 
Everybody has anxiety. We always have it. You just have to manage it like angina or diabetes. But I'm not talking about everyday worries everyone has. I'm asking them about bouts of unexplained anxiety brought about by excess stress. And I think we can see from this emailer, like they've done a lot of work. They've been to the GP. They've gone for therapy. They've, you know, really leaned into some self-work and self-growth. And and there is part of us that goes, I'm doing the work. Why is, is this not now fixed? Tell us a little yeah, bit about your yeah, answer. That's a really good point. And it's something, again, I've seen so often. So when this uh, listener says, is it possible to recover? I would say, yes, it is. Completely is actually where we're going to start to hit walls. Because the idea that we can completely do anything is, again, back to pressure, right? So a good way to think about this is, Claire, imagine one of your lovely children is going through a a bout of anxiety, okay? And they come to you and they say, Mom, I'm really struggling with school. I feel overwhelmed. I'm stressed. And you say, sweetheart, I'm so sorry to hear that. You obviously have a lot of compassion. You want to help. You want to understand. And then you say to them at the end of that, you say, okay, I don't want to see this again. Right? So can you imagine the impact that that has, right? So all the good work, if you like, is now kind of crumbling away because your child is going to feel, well, so anxious because I now have been given instruction that this is the last time I'm I'm actually able to to go through like something like this and have support. So we do this to ourselves. We we do the work as you say. And then we say, okay, that's done, right? Almost like as if it were painting a house and the house is never going to need to be painted again. Um, It does need to be painted again. And you need to really sustain positive mental health. You need to change your relationship with anxiety. You need to take away the pressure that you're never going to feel like that again. Just like I said at the top of this um interview, you know, the idea that that I can feel anxious or stressed or or overwhelmed with all my experience, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. But what's wonderful is that what might have been like even a few hours becomes a few minutes, right? So that it, it becomes so much less intrusive in your life. You're able to actually have the tools, the patience, the compassion and the acceptance to navigate that. So this is there's a lot of promise here, I would say, because when the um, listener shared the idea that it's easier to navigate, right? So she's she noticed her third bout of, of anxiety. And I think it's really important to acknowledge just how debilitating anxiety is. You know, Eckhart Tolle calls it the pain body, that you have like a, a pain body attack. And that's what it is. Your whole body feels pain. Your muscles are tight. You'll have headaches. It's a very physical thing. So the idea that this lady, this person is starting to navigate it more easily, that indicates to me great optimism and hope. Because I not just I believe, I know personally and professionally that we can move from someone who is highly anxious into a much calmer, more conscious being, that that is possible. Yes, 100%. What we know about the brain, neuroplasticity, we are capable of change. It's it's magnificent. It's very hopeful. However, it's taking this pressure away 
that it's going to be something with a full stop. Because life isn't like that. It's it's a continual journey, right? We go through different challenges depending on our age, depending on our circumstances. Maybe like this, you know, a listener shared, she just had a baby. So there's something going on there. Again, possibly that it arose during the first lockdown in COVID. A lot of people started to feel anxiety for the first time. But we've got to question that and say, well, maybe it's the first time that there was space for what was already there to start to emerge. Okay, so anxiety, it it has a purpose, it has a reason. And we've got to honour that, we've got to understand it. Um, Marie Curie once said that nothing in life is to be feared, it is to be understood. So I do feel that when we understand our anxiety, when we take that time, just like if you go back to the idea of sitting there with your child, listening, understanding, not trying to fix it, not trying to put a deadline of when it has to go away, um, you know, you can see how that is going to be very, very healing and your child will feel comfortable and will know that should it arise again, that it's really not the end of the world, that that you're still going to be there. And that's really what a lot of self-compassion is about. It's about being there for yourself when you need it most. Uh, yes, in the good times, but also in those times where you are suffering. And when we are emotionally suffering, all of all of us are suffering physically, mentally. It it's, has such a, a pervasive impact. And what we want to do always is to allow it to dissipate um, in, it, in its own way. And that's very, very healing. It's really so good for us. You know, it just it's good for us physically. It's good for us in every way. Well, I certainly picked up some gems there today, Fiona. As always, thank you so, so much. And to our emailer, if you would like some advice from Fiona when she comes in next month, you can email aliveandkicking at newstalk.com and you can find out more about Fiona's work um, and also the self-compassion training course, which has launched today. You can go to thepositivehabit.com. Fiona Brennan, thank you very much. Thank you, Claire. Alive and Kicking with Claire McKenna, Sunday morning at 8 on News Talk.